How would it feel to have more peace and tranquility in your body when it comes to your finances? How would it feel to be more open to receiving financial abundance with ease in your life? Bet it would feel more free and safe, right? Energetically, our bodies hold memories of past versions of ourselves when our relationship with money was just building up. Meaning what you learned about money from your caretakers, your body and mind absorbed as the absolute truth around how to handle finances. These patterns of behavior may be subtly present in your relationship with financial abundance and quite possibly be blocking you from receiving the money that you desire. In my course, Demystify Your Money Wounds, I am opening up my teachings to eight women who desire to heal their beliefs around money on a bodily level. Creating spreadsheets, budgeting, saving money, and even mindset work around abundance will only get you so far. It's the body and your nervous system that need to be on board with your relationship to financial abundance. And this is your opportunity to join me, Sarita, to help you guide to release those old patterns of behavior so you can create and attract the financial abundance you deserve. Doors open up the week of Black Friday, so you can go ahead and reserve your spot at www.saritawellness.com backslash healing so you can be the first to know when the doors open to this amazing program. Now, on to the scheduled episode. Hey there, I'm Sarita, and you're about to experience the modern approach to well-being where you get to establish the best and most important relationship you will ever have, the one with yourself. I'm on a mission to help you declutter energy and reclaim your power so you can be a magnet to what you desire. If you're looking for the optimal blend of mindset and healing, you're in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to share tools, resources, and practices that will help you along your healing journey. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So welcome to Back to Here with Sarita. Let's get started. Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode of Back to Here with Sarita. I'm so glad you're here today. I got another self-embraced story for you. And as you know, I absolutely love these episodes because I get to connect with some amazing women and hear their stories of transformation, self-love, healing, coming home to themselves, all about the relationship with self. And today... I have one of my very close friends that I'm super stoked to connect with is Griselda Beck, and she's a powerhouse speaker and coach that combines her executive experience with transformational leadership, mindset, life coaching, and heart-centered divine feminine energy principles to empower women across the globe to step into their power authentically hearts and sensuality to create incredible success in their business and freedom in their lives. And she's also been featured on top experts on Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, Market Watch, Telemundo, and most recently named the top 10 business coaches listed by Disrupt Magazine, OMG. So happy you're here today, Griselda. And um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm so stoked. I'm just really excited about this conversation. <laughs> Me too. Um I even posted about it yesterday, I think it was. I was just looking forward to it. And um, it's such a blessing to 
one, share such a beautiful craft and mission and purpose in life with someone that I'm so close to. And two, it is such a blessing to just be here with all of you and to share a part of my story and in hopes that it might inspire one or more people um, to know that there is a different way and other possibility. Love it, love it. And Griselda and I have actually just a little backstory on us. We met, gosh, I think like in our late 20s. It was a while ago. <laughs> so we're looking at a couple of decades of knowing each other. And it has just been so amazing to see how much both of us have bloomed so much in these last like, you know, few decades together and the transitions we've gone through, the heartbreak we've gone through, the celebrations we've gone through, like all the things. And it's just amazing. She's definitely a soul sister um, to me. Like I'm putting my hands on my heart for those of you that are not like seeing this like in video format, but like she just warms my heart very, very much. So I'm very excited to connect with her. And I know a little bit about her story, but I'm excited to have her share. Um, the parallel kind of experience me and her have had together has been this whole coming home to ourselves and having the relationship with ourselves because both of us grew very disconnected in that way. We were, we grew up kind of um, with the same sort of upbringing in regards to like outside of ourselves. And so it's been this amazing journey to come home to self. And so that's where I really would love for you to start sharing with us, Griselda, because I know this is something especially even more heavily now with um, your coaching that you're so invested in is helping women like really cultivate a deep, 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 like um, not only relationship with themselves, but also like um, what's I'm looking like intimacy with themselves. So um, would love to hear your story, just wherever you want to start with like how that all started and kind of your background and like how you were and how you came to be. Yeah. Um, so my intimacy journey, so we'll just, we'll take it from that point. Um, my intimacy journey really began um, after I had done transformational leadership. Um, I've done the mastery level of it. I've already at this point coached hundreds and hundreds of students. Um, I had my own business uh, for a while as a business coach, and I was working with one of my performance coaches, and um, I don't remember what it was. We were talking about like having a breakthrough in revenue, and <clears throat> I don't remember what the exact statement was, but um, she asked me if I had ever experienced um, sexual assault. And I was like, I mean, it felt so out of the blue the question but something in what I said must have tipped her off that there's something deeper here and as you know as coaches we always we're listening for the language with people because our language reveals everything and so something in my language something in what I said prompted her to ask this question that seemed completely irrelevant at the time and I was actually upset because I'm like I'm not here to deal with the old shit I'm here to deal with this <laughs> You know, like, help me break through this. And, um, and she's like, I, did you ever deal with it? And I said, yeah, I mean, this is like so long ago. Like, it's whatever. It's like, it's over, done, has nothing to do with my present. She's like, I really think you should revisit it. So it's one of those things that I kind of tucked away in the back of my mind. Um, went through and finished my program. Um, I had gotten COVID at the time. So I was in the depths of it. I was sick for four and a half months. 
included a, a lovely ambulance ride. <laughs> and um, so I decided after I healed from all that, that I was going, this was going to be the moment I was going to do something I had never done before, which was to just be open to whatever crossed my path that might be a different way to address sexual assault other than talk therapy, right? And so that led me to some energetic work. Um, so I did the body code method. I did, uh, worked with an energy coach with, you know, energetic field stuff. Um, and wow, did that open a can of worms. So it wasn't so much the impact of the mental impact anymore of, of going through that experience. It was that during that experience, I had disconnected from my body. When I remember the event, I remember it like I see my feet and what was going on and me pulling away, but then it, it clips to this next memory where I'm just watching the whole thing happen. And so what I've come to understand is in that moment there was a separation of me, myself, who I am, my being, from my body. And it's something that can happen at war, it can happen through any type of trauma, it can happen during a beating, um, but it's something that the mind does to stay safe and disconnect from either the pain or the trauma of what's happening in that moment. And so my intimacy journey was to reconnect. It wasn't so much about dealing with the trauma and what happened and like talking through those details. It was about reconnecting, creating a reconnection. Almost if you can imagine like refusing getting in touch with the nerve endings in my body such that um, I could now, now when I'm getting a throat tickle or something, like I can understand immediately, okay, I need rest or I need this or I'm stressed about this or I'm angry about this. And so I can almost prevent from ever having to actually get sick. It's not 100% of the time, but um, that was the channel through which, long story short, um, I got to reconnect to my intuition and listen to what my body, my, my inner wisdom was telling me and get the answers from inside, the validation from inside, the love from inside, the compassion that I sought after from inside, the connection from inside in such a way that then it oozed out of me and I could create that outside of me versus needing something outside to make you feel alive. And then when you don't have that external thing, then we feel depleted, we feel tired, we feel fatigued, we lose motivation, we lose our confidence. Um, we feel like going through a breakup. I'll share that story probably at some point today. Um, we feel like we lost a piece of ourselves. And so what I can tell you today is I've just gone through a separation. Um, it's gone through many stages. And um, I feel the void. For sure, I miss, I miss my partner. And I feel complete. I don't feel ache. I feel sadness. I don't feel ache. Um, this wailing ache inside of me that when I would go through a breakup in the past, it was a suffering. I don't have that. I'm sad and I can acknowledge that it sucks. Um, and I can still love him and I can still receive love from him and know that we are not moving forward together. That is the culmination of the work that I have been through. Um, so some of those modalities included even tantra work. 
being very present and creating a lot of connection with body and with self. So that in a roundabout way is has been the journey, why I went on the journey, how I kind of went through the journey, and what I got on the other side in somewhat of a nutshell. <laughs> oh, I love this. I'm so happy we're talking about like the body aspect. Um, I've only had one other guest kind of talk about this portion of like having that self-intimacy so I'm really happy we're going to be talking about that and I have lots of questions of course um, just to back up a little bit and thank you so much for sharing that and one of the things that I think is really important to reflect on here is that when we go through these um, somewhat traumatic experiences or traumatic experiences it is important to recognize that um, those things will come back up in the future and it is how we do navigate and move through them and I really love how you were saying that it wasn't just like the talk therapy it wasn't just like the talking that you needed to actually work through things and that we're now in the age and understanding that uh, more people are understanding that our body holds trauma our body actually holds these um, memories and cellular on a cellular level and so doing modalities and healing through the body is definitely a portion of what can needs to happen in order to move through and release these experiences. Um, you brought up a, a bunch of different things, which we'll tackle in a moment, in a moment, but like, like things about like our intuition, because I really want to talk about that. And then the bodily aspect of things, but, um, just to kind of, uh, back up a little bit so we can kind of set the stage for people who are maybe in this disconnect from the body. For you personally, because it was like this this experience that you had, and it was through the coaching that somebody brought it up to you, and you were like, you know, the, the immediate response was like, I, yeah, I don't want to, like, I'm, that's that's the past, like, I don't want to deal with that, right? And so at that at stage where you are now, you acknowledge and realize that a lot of it was like the disconnect from, you know, the body, like you understand that on a conceptual level, you understand that on a bodily level and intuitive level. For those people out there listening, and for those people that don't really understand or haven't had an experience quite to this capacity, but have yet are experiencing some sort of disconnect from the body, the version of Griselda back in the day, what kind of, what did that look like being disconnected from the body? What was coming up for you? Maybe um, if you even want to say symptoms, like experiences that you've experienced where now you can look back and be like, oh, that was me not being in tune with you know, the bodily aspects. So just, just so we can set the stage for people to understand this is like the, the difference between the two. Um, I'm wondering like where should, I should start. There's, there's, there was a, let me share with you the point of recognition because yes, as you said, when, when my coach brought that up to me and I didn't want to go there, it wasn't a, I don't want to deal with my past. It was like, I've done so much work on that. Like I want to move on and do the next thing. I don't want to, go backwards and like lose time, right? Because um, in my mind, that was resolved, we were done. A, things are never resolved. <laughs> they will forever. There's always situations that, or people that will mirror something that will highlight the next place we get to go in our healing journey or our self-discovery journey. And sometimes that does go back to uh, points in time that we've already processed, gotten through, um, because there's just something else there for us to learn, a lesson, right? It doesn't mean you have to go back through the pain. Um, so my point of recognition, because again, I told you, as I told, as I responded to her, I've already dealt with that. It's over. I was, I didn't feel anything when I recalled the situation. I wasn't crying. I, I didn't feel sadness. I didn't feel pain. To 
to be honest, I didn't feel anything, which numbness is an emotion. Um, it wasn't until I was coaching someone else and they were telling me their story and it was almost exactly the same as mine happened. And for some reason, and she was reacting the same way, like whatever, like telling the story very matter of factly. <laughs> I felt this overwhelming compassion, like, no, this matters. It happened to you. And through coaching her, I'm realizing why is it that I feel this level of compassion? There's something here that I was not feeling for my own situation. So I know as a coach, when you're numb to something like that, but you can feel it somewhere else, and that means that we're we're holding ourselves back from something. So that was my point of recognition that there was something more to dig into. Um, back to your question as to what were some of the symptoms. Uh, for me, it was promiscuity. Um, and I don't like that term because I feel like there's an undertone of judgment and shame on that. But what here's what I will say. It wasn't about the amount of sex or the number of partners that I was having, which promiscuity typically um, leads to. It was the number of times that I said yes to something where my body didn't really, I didn't wholeheartedly really desire it. It was like, eh, why not? Let me just roll with it, right? Or um, maybe I was caught up in a moment where something, parts of it felt good, but I didn't really want the penetration. That was actually true for me a lot of the time I'd want you know um different types of sexual pleasure and so because I was experiencing those I also felt like well I might as well complete the journey with penetration but the reality is and something that I really come to I don't always want penetration sometimes I just want skin to skin contact and that's enough sometimes what I really want is um to be massaged to orgasm and nothing more sometimes what I want is whatever I want in that moment and for nothing to be expected of me for me not to have to show up for someone else um to perform or do anything sometimes I just want to receive and I don't want to give back sometimes I want to give and I don't want to receive and so really paying attention to that took some time and so I was completely disconnected from that sex with sex and it had a complete cycle and so if I started something I finished it um, the other symptom would be uh, um, wanting, um, thinking, I felt like I was just having fun, I was in control, and um, I didn't want a relationship, I used to say it all the time, I'm married to my career, not, not somebody else, I will give everything to my career, I will not give myself to somebody else. And I found power in that for a very long time. The problem with that was, again, I was needing something external to feel my power, to feel my worth, to feel my validation um, because I was doing so well and nothing could stop me in my career. I was very successful there, but I was not successful in relationships. And so I deterred from that. I had all these rules. They couldn't spend the night. There would be no cuddling. No, in basically, no intimacy. Mm -hmm. Nothing that could get me hooked on a person that would make me not make it painful to walk away from. Okay. And I kept people at bay for over a decade. I was single, and so that looked like I don't have time for relationships. I don't want to waste my time. I'm just uh, focused on my career. 
And I did not see it as making excuses at the time. I did not. I really believed those things to be true. But now on the other side of my work, I can look back and see I was really just keeping myself safe because I didn't want another horrendous, painful breakup. I didn't want to be cheated on again. I didn't want to be lied to again. I didn't want to be the last to know something again. And rather than feel that pain, I just felt just enough. The problem with that is when you have just enough, you never have the full beauty, the full love, the full amazingness of what's available to you, which comes with also being willing to risk feeling the full pain. If you're not willing to risk the full pain, you cannot get the full pleasure. Mm. And so what I was doing was trading. I'll do just enough level of pain to have just enough pleasure. And that is a life that is not fulfilling. That is a life not of living your purpose. And living just enough is a mediocre experience. And I was not willing to have a mediocre experience anymore. Amen to that. Ooh, girl, that was <laughs> that was really powerful. I love that. And I really love how you brought in like the aspect of um, you know, sensuality and sexuality in there too. Because that's I mean, me and you have conversations like this all the time. This may be like, ooh, this is a lot for, you know, the my audience, but that's part of the reason why like I'm bringing this in because this is aspects of the self-love that is so important, right? Like the bodily, like the sexuality, our, our sexuality is our power. It really is. And I love, love, love how you said how you can't experience full pleasure if you're not experiencing like the pain part as well. It just goes. You're not to willing to risk. Willing to risk, right? Willing to will. risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> willing to risk, right? Thank you for correcting me. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like how can you, how can you experience like the light if you aren't experiencing the shadow self? For me, like what I constantly am saying is, how can you like really embrace abundance, like abundance in your life, if you're not willing to see the part of parts of you that are actually in scarcity mindset or in scarcity mode or like in the scarcity like experience having those like those blocks to abundance so very similar in that respect where it's like you can't it's it's the duality of like the the experience so absolutely love that and thank you for sharing with us like your personal like um feelings of how it was experiencing your life like the attachment from like self and I love the aspect of the realization part right and this is something that you and me have talked about I've talked about with my clients when especially when we're talking like human design um, is finding like your your uh, your yes and your no for me I've shared with my audience before that I'm a generator in human design you are a manifesting generator so we have very similar experiences where it's like all about the sacral center so everybody has like a different way in which they respond or like you know navigate and move through the world for you and me it's very like simple it's like the yes or no and so it's like learning that so for somebody who and again for anyone that's listening at the moment or watching this like you don't know your human design I would definitely like google that and find find it but um for kind of uh for the yes and no experience like and this is something that I'm learning like now and sometimes I feel kind of like bad where I'm like, shoot, I'm like learning this experience now and like in my 40s, like really what my yes and no's are. But, you mm-hmm. know, at least I'm like figuring that out for you. Um, 
that path and that journey of learning your, like, as you call it, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I know you taught me this as a orgasmic yes, right? Like, like what is, like, how have you, in a very broad sense, like, how have you um, built up that muscle of strength when it comes to, like, your yes and your no's being really lit up about something and not being lit up? And again, kind of coming from the bodily experience, what does that look like? Well, sure. Very, very like last week experience with you. (laughs) Um, I realized my yes was not really my yes after the fact. So with my ex-boyfriend, um, we, we had spent some time together and I had had the boundary during our separation of not having sex. Um, And, um, last Tuesday I broke my boundary and so this was almost two weeks ago. Um, I felt so horrible, like this emptiness during the sex. It wasn't at the time of, and it was actually on round two, not round one, round two. But it just felt, there was just this moment of like, I could be done right now. Kind of just waiting, you know. Um, I wasn't checked out of the experience. I was still with him. But something was not showing up the way that I wanted it to. And it took me a minute to dissect. It took me like three or four days to dissect it after. But here's what happened. One, I was yearning so much to feel that connection that he and I shared through that. To And that's like the most intimate way, right? Like having him enter me, sans condom, all that um raw and I was not feeling that whole body like heart to heart like fusion and I realized that I was doing that because I wanted to feel that and so it was a conditional yes even though my mind had not caught up to what my body was doing and all that like I hadn't thought through all of it I was just like oh I just want to feel you so much feel you inside me so much is what I remembered feeling, and then I was like, okay, let's go for it. Um, but what I really wanted was was that bigger oneness feel. And I wasn't getting that. We're not in that state right now. And I broke the boundary. Notice I keep saying, this is something I had told him, and people keep saying, well, people keep pushing my boundaries, and they press. Our boundaries are for us to uphold. I broke my boundary. I broke my boundary because I wanted something and I thought that was the way in the moment. I just felt that was the way to get it because that's when we were together, how I would feel when we would have sex. Um, And when that didn't happen, the cognitive dissonance, that regret set in. And so there was also that like just mediocre feeling, right, during during the sex. And so um, this week, this last week, Um, I did choose to engage again and I held very firm and we got to use a condom and he kept asking and asking like just one last time. And I was like, you know, this is what I can do. If you, if you want to meet me in this space, I can meet you here. I do not want to feel what I felt last week. And why it was so impactful is I know he's still, he's single, he's He's out there dating and seeing other people. Um, 
for me to have had sex with him without a condom was me outsourcing my sexual health to somebody. So I get to be responsible. I can't hold him responsible right now for that. I get to be responsible for it. And that was the hurt, the betrayal with myself that sent me on that spiral of feeling bad about myself. And this time I took care of it and I also thought through it and I, do I want this with no strings attached? And yes. So that's just a very recent example of how that works and doesn't always, I'd love to say 100% of the time I now have the formula and it doesn't work that way. You learn through things as it goes, so. Yes, beautiful. That supports. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. That's a really good um, example about, um, and, and you're bringing it into the, the, the bedroom, right? Like that aspect of it, because this is something that I've learned from you and through learning about intimacy through mm -hmm. the bedroom is that what we are experiencing in the bedroom is actually a reflection of what's happening out in our like lives outside, which was one of the biggest epiphanies that I had working with you um, mm -hmm. over the course of this last year that I was like, wow, like I didn't even really recognize that that was happening. Like reflecting back on my relationship that I had of my eight years, what was happening in the bedroom was that the same exact thing that I wasn't able to do in real life was, which was asking for what I wanted, not giving direction, um, really getting clear on what I wanted, right? And like being, and also like my, being a, a, a firm yes in certain things as well, which was, you know, what we we're just talking about right now is like being a clear defined yes and sticking with those boundaries, sticking with like what we declare out there. And this like goes down to like, even for me, like I'm going to bring manifestation in really briefly here is that I believe firmly with manifestation. It's like, once we get so defined and clear on what it is we want, we make that declaration. We, um, to be able to kind of follow through with that is to consistently keep like aligned with that. We do have the choice to change. Of course, we've talked about that before, right? But also, and we get to redefine what those boundaries are as we navigate life going forward and forward. But also, it's learning to have the intimate relationship with self in the self-trust aspect. And that's something I would love for you to talk a little bit more about because I've, I've mentioned this before. Um, and people like, um, I think people don't really understand on a conceptual level what that actually is, like what self-trust is. And I've, I've brought it up a couple times in the respect of like not breaking trust with yourself, like following through with a commitment, right? Like the boundary and things like that. For you, I'd love to hear, like, because you did mention it a little bit, like breaking the self-trust with yourself, breaking the boundary. Um, if you were to give kind of a more defined, uh, a more broad, like, interpretation of what self-trust is, like, what would you say to somebody who's, like, kind of new in that department? Or, like, what, what does that mean exactly? Um... I always ask the question when I'm speaking, you know, how would you feel if, you know, your friend made plans with you and you're really excited, you put it on your calendar, it's all set, and then they end up flaking? The typical answers I get from the audience are, I feel disappointed, I feel um, uh, unimportant, I feel like I don't matter, I feel um, like they broke trust. I don't trust them. Let down. And so how 
the next time they go to make plans with you, you make plans with them, you feel excited and you put the time on your calendar because you forgive them. It's like whatever, life happens, right? And they do the same thing. And now it happens a third time and a fourth time and a fifth time. How will you feel the sixth time when they say, hey, let's, you know, put that back on the calendar. How lit up will you feel? And people usually say, like, I don't even want to make the plan anymore. Some version of that will come out loudly because even the audience is, like, kind of irritated by them. <laughs> right. And I'm like, exactly. So now let's put up, hold up the mirror how do you think you feel with yourself every time you say you're going to do something and you don't follow through? For some people, that's their weight loss journey. For some people, it's selecting a partner. Doesn't work out, doesn't work out, doesn't work out. So they are not motivated to go out there and date anymore. So they say, might say something like, I don't need a person. I don't need a, I don't need a man. I don't need a partner. I'm good by myself. I'm happy this way, right? We, so, um, so to, for those of you who are new to self-trust or when I'm, when I'm working with an audience who may not know me from Eve, um, that's kind of the, uh, analogy that I offer to them to see because they can relate it when it's something external. Yes. Right. We, we understand what that looks like. Um, but when we bring it back to ourselves, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and the work to rebuild that, it starts with looking at integrity. Where have we broken our word to ourselves? Including in the bedroom, anywhere else. Where has your yes not been a full yes? Where have you said yes to something where it's like a 75% yes? I kind of want to do this, but I'm not fully sold. Or I want to do this, but and, and anything below the 100%, is the conditionality. It's, I want to do this for in exchange for something, right? Something else, that gap would make it 100%. That's the condition that we're putting on our yes. Um, in the workplace, how often have you worked with a client? Have you signed up for a job? Have you said yes to something, some project, because we did it for the money? And solely for the money, like the pay, the thought of the paycheck is what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's what helps you to drive. It's like, I can't really afford to quit, right? But everything else in that energy field is negative and resentful and disappointed and like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, <clears throat> and that is the block to manifestation. Even if you're doing all the things that seem like they're the right things. But if your emotion, your energy is such that you're actually resentful for the thing that you're doing, it's creating a blood. It's actually pushing it further away. Heck yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what that looks like for me as an entrepreneur, um, having to post every single day on social media or doing this, like I'm doing all the things, but I'm like doing it with not great energy. It's not going to bring me in the clients. You know where I get the most like followers from? When I'm on stage. Because that's where I feel the most lit up. When I'm speaking or doing interviews like this. Because I'm just being me. I'm not having to be anything or do anything. 
Yes, I got to get ready. Yes, I got to, you know, create relationships so that I get those opportunities. But I don't mind it because it allows me to do what I'm lit up to do. It's not for just the paycheck. Love that. I love that. So moving from self-trust to also allowing the flow of being yourself as well. The self-trust aspect, just to step back a, a, a moment, is it just... Mm-hmm your experience, uh, sharing that is, um, it really landed. It really landed with me. I do remember you sharing that experience before, but just hearing it again and being like, Oh man, you heard me like gutturally be like, oof, like that was, that really landed with me and breaking, um, you know, breaking trust in the past and like what that looks like for me. And so I just was going through my head as you were talking like, wow, there was a, a lot of things that have happened just within this last year where it was like breaking the trust, breaking that relationship with self and, not staying in intention of what what it is that I, I want to create and make and, and yeah. attract and all that. So I loved how you brought in the manifestation aspect that is so, so true is uh, something that I brought up in my five-day workshop that I did a couple weeks ago where I was saying how the universe doesn't reward like hard work and effort and like us pushing and pushing. Like the example that you're saying, like, I mean, I'm reflecting back to when I was doing my insurance work and like just really not happy about it. But I felt like that was like no other way of like creating money or making money. I was just like so stuck. And so it was like showing up to a place, showing up. And then it was like circumstance after circumstance after circumstance kept showing me, like showing me like, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. And, um, really like blocking the flow of, not just abundance financially, but abundance of like other opportunities that could allow me to um, experience life in a different way. It's so cool. I'm talking about this and it's 11-11 right now. And um, (laughs) angel numbers. And so like, I love, I love that you shared that as like, we, um, we put the pressure, you know, we put the pressure on something. And so it does block our like personal experience Um, I want to transition into, um, going back to the intuition part of the the journey, like, Mm -hmm. can we mark that? So we do come back to the intuition because that's ultimately why this all matters. Um, I want to just dissect a little bit of that decision where I said I broke my boundary because it's important because I grew up sex is bad or, you know, like all these things, or I just said like unprotected sex. It's, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with my decision. There was nothing wrong with me even having the unprotected sex with somebody that I loved. It was that I had promised that to myself. It's the promise that was broken. And the reason that I broke the promise It was a compromise. I compromised my promise and my value, not because I had sex, but the reason that I had made the promise in the first place was me saying, I will set this boundary as I'm not gonna cross it if and until we create the work that would bring us back together. Because otherwise I'm I'm giving my heart a mediocre experience and I didn't want a mediocre experience. So I compromised wanting the heightened experience, but I experienced the mediocre experience. 
So I traded it for the thing that I said I didn't want. Right. That's the break in trust. And I just, I want to, there's so much religious hurt and, and societal shame around sex. I, 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 I wanted to make sure that I highlighted what was the breakdown in the trust. It's not the physical act that Natural. happened. Right. It was not the sex itself. It was what yes. you had created as a boundary for self for the experience. Exactly. Okay. Back to intuition. Did you have a question about? Love it. No, thank you so much for, for shedding light on that because that really helps me. And then also people listening to understand that it wasn't like, it wasn't the surface layer, right? It was like what was underneath that, the decision that you made and just simply making, taking it outside of like the bedroom, perhaps like creating a boundary with like a family member and being like, this is the way that I want things going forward with this relationship and then allowing that person to cross that boundary. It was kind of the same thing because you have, it's it's like you creating the boundary for yourself. Yes. And then when somebody, you allow somebody to cross a boundary, right? Like it's not, it's not, obviously we don't have control over what somebody does, but we do have control over like what our intention is with the purpose of the boundary, the purpose of like why we are creating it in the first place. And then also being respectful of like that particular thing that we created and having the like follow through with the intention. So I really like how you shed light on that. So thank you. Ultimately we're settling for the mediocre experience. We said we wouldn't settle for anymore. Right. (laughs) Whatever, wherever that plays out work. How many of you have said, I'm going to quit my job next year. I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to do the exit or I'm going to go for that promotion and I'm going to network my butt off and I'm going to make sure that I, you know, align myself to that promotion. And then you just don't. You do more of the same because we're on a hamster wheel. And so any of those scenarios, it's the same thing. We're, we're settling for that mediocre experience again when really we said we would go for extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah, I love that. Oh, man, that lands. That lands. <laughs> Yeah, that lands a lot, and especially for when I'm just kind of reflecting on when we create these, well, a lot of people create New Year's resolutions. I create, like, two manifest lists, like, things that I want to create for the year, and, like, I I make it very simple for myself because I'm a very, like, simple person when it comes to, like, just my life, and so, like, creating, like, three, three experiences that I want to create for the year And then, um, you know, for some people, like the biggest one that everybody kind of creates is like, or desires is like weight loss, right? Like that's why gyms have their like memberships dropped in in the beginning of the year is because people like have that intention and it's like, yeah, people lose. It's not a matter of like uninterest. It's a matter of like discipline and being disciplined to stick with that like intention and in that experience and that desire, what it is like you want to create. And then, yeah, like you end up having that mediocre, can't talk, mediocre experience. Mm-hmm. And um, that comes with like breaking the trust. So like building that, like building that muscle. And we talked about that a little bit. And that'll segue really nicely into like the other muscle that goes very nicely correlation with, because as you say, like it really all comes down to like the intuitive aspect, like the yes the um the yes and the no's and being firm in your decisions the boundaries and all the things like where does all that like where does all that come from it comes from the intuitive edge and knowing what is 
best align for you. So I'd love to know intuitively, like, since you've been on your journey and your experience of the self-discovery and the self-love and coming home to self, the intuitive aspect, I would love to hear from you. How has that played such a big part in like your experience and journey? Um, I think anytime that we're out to create something new, something we have not lived before, we haven't seen somebody live before. Um, there's no handbook. Right? And so um, there's lots of information, lots of different perspectives, but if your vision is something that's different, um, it's kind of... We, we seek to look for answers externally, but then there, there aren't any. And... Um, following our intuition is there's no right or wrong there's no blame or shame society family religion you know social as organizations will always have right wrong judgment shame blame how could you you should um type conversations right the only right choice is what's right for you. The only right step is what's aligned for you. You can apply that to anything. The way in which you attract money. The way in which you attract love in your life. The way in which you choose to live your life. The way in which you choose to love. The way in which you choose to work. And that path can only be designed by tapping into your intuition. Um, this journey of uncoupling has been one that just called me to a whole new level of trust. Because everything in the rule books would say, cut this person out, walk away, he doesn't love you, you're not worthy, Look what he did, another failed relationship. And none of that is true. This is the most deeply loved I've ever been by a partner. Most deeply held, cared for that I've ever experienced through a partner. That is true. He has his own demons to work out, his own wounds to heal. And this is the most I've grown in a relationship ever. To love myself, to stand for myself, to use my voice, to practice speaking my truths, asking for what I want. There'd be times where I'd say, I don't want to have sex right now. And I would love for you to do this if it's available to you. Sometimes he would be like excited that I asked and he'd be like, yes, I would be so down. Right. And other times I'd be like, you know what? I'm really not feeling it. I'm like, okay, great. I get to create it for myself, right? And not hold that other person accountable for my desire. Um, it has been a journey of creating new evidence of what's possible. Love that. Because I was not born or made for white picket fence with 2.5 kids. <laughs> and missionary. 
I'm a very kinky person, I'm a very sexual person, very sexually open, explorative, and I am monogamous. And my monogamy looks different than other people's monogamy. Because <laughs> we played with other partners together. Um, it was the freest I ever got to feel myself, the most myself I've ever felt in a relationship. It's the most fun I've ever had in a relationship. And this is not because of him. It would be so easy to say, oh, because this person, and then if this is the only person I can be this free and this fun and this myself with, then I must make it work. Right. No, this is because this is the most authentic I ever showed up. This most loving, most unconditionally loving to myself and to my person, my partner. This is the most free I've ever felt. This is the most I was ever willing to risk. And therefore the most pleasurable, amazing experience that I had. Right. And if I created it then, I can create it again. Exactly. And I will tell you, the pieces that didn't work in the relationship are the pieces that don't work in myself, in my relationship with myself. Mm. And that's a hard truth to admit. Yeah. And there's still a deeper level of integrity and commitment that I get to create within myself. If that's what I so choose to call into my life. So it was simply a mirror. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. That's so true. I just read that um, the other day. I think it was like yesterday on my app called The Pattern. And how right now we are in, um, so we're recording this uh, on Friday the 13th. And it's, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's an eclipse happening and it's, it's um, somewhere in Libra, like the nodes are in uh, Aries and Libra. kind of I've been into astrology for a while, but I've gotten much more heavily into astrology. And so Libra talks about like the balance. And so one of the things that it, it said that I really loved was how we grow up with this concept and belief that our partner is the person, the person that we're intimate with, the partner that we choose for life is supposed to be a like our better half, is a person that completes us. We see that in movies, we see that in books, we see that in entertainment, we see that in songs, we see that all over the place, right? Like, I am lost without you, basically. I am not experiencing life if I don't have you with me, right? And one of the things that said was like how the deepest and the most intimate relationships that you can experience are the ones that are a mirror to you. Those are the ones that are going to reflect back to you the level of like where you are in your life. And that it is through those experiences we can choose, you know, to um, to grow, to change, to mold and to create. And I love, and that was one of the things that I, I loved working with you um, and just to preface that, I worked with a Griselda for uh, maybe a couple of weeks working with intimacy specifically. So I hired her as a coach to do this. One of my breakthroughs that I had working with you, and I might have shared this uh, moments ago, but the aspect of like, I have the power to create. I have the power to create whatever it is I want in the bedroom. I have it to create in a relationship. I have it to create in my business and seeing the parallel between all the above and how I am the... I am source. I am the one creating like each one of these experiences and just how you were saying it was like 
we can look and be like, oh, it was the guy or it was the woman. It was like the person that helped me be this. But in reality, it was like where we are and the creation of like where we are and what we desire to like make come forth. And so for me, that really landed this time, uh, this summer when I had a disconnect in a um, let's just call it what it was, a situationship <laughs> where I just had a disconnect and I thought that it was like him that was creating it. But in reality, like I, what I really wanted was intimacy and connection and intimacy in like a non-sexual way. It was like intimacy. Like I wanted to create where it was like, I wanted to have that bond with somebody. And as there was a disconnect, I realized that I could create that with my friends. I could create that with people in my life. And it wasn't just that person. It was like the experience that I could create with other people. And I was just like floored that I got the same exact feelings, the same exact things in those moments without even having it be like that one person. Uh, because it was like what I desired to create in those moments. And I was like, so blown away I was like wow like I got the conceptual level and I brought it to the experience level and I was like this makes sense like on a bodily level like I get to create that so my favorite thing you shared was I am flirting with life um and so we've been conditioned through movies through religion through how we're raised to believe that that only exists with your one soulmate on this planet, God willing, you find them, <laughs> you know, and when it's that match, this is what it's going to feel like. And a lot of people get married based on this one feeling. Mm. But the reality is, um, and I'm not, I'm not against marriage at all. Like I, I want to be married one day. Um, and the reality is you can create that at any time, anywhere, with any one thing or yourself, right? I mean, you got in, I've, I've had the opportunity. For me, that realization came through th- this one amazing evening. I had an extremely incredible, unheard of sexual experience where I got to ask exactly for what I wanted. And there were many people willing to give me that with my boundaries and respect it. And it became this elevating, energetic experience for everyone, even those looking on. So almost near near 30 people. <laughs> and there was no penetration. Because that was my, my thing. I do not want to be penetrated. I just, I wanted, you know, sensual touch, physical touch. Um, and I didn't want to have to do anything for it. Um, but it grew to benefit close to 30 people who just walked away with their souls lifted and this beautiful energetic experience that was not dirty at all. It was actually very pure. It was actually very clean, um, very connected, beautiful experience in the most unlikely of places. Mm-hmm. And so... You can create that anywhere. You can create that on your job. You can create that with clients. You can create that anything. You cannot do that if you are not connected to your body, to your soul, and to your intuition. Because your intuition is what tells you your full yes and your full no. To wrap this all up and bring it full circle, if you're not fully aligned, that body cannot speak that inner wisdom cannot speak to you to give you the answers that you seek 
to give you the love that you're seeking in other places, the connection, the validation, the acknowledgement, the attention. That all comes from being at one with that channel. And for me, the other place that's been really important has been with my business. I knew I was going to be a sex coach and intimacy coach, and I didn't want to teach a better method to do something. This is the journey. This is where it counts. And I couldn't have done that if I wasn't connected to my intuition. Love it. Oh, love it. Love how you just wrapped it all up. I mean, it all comes down to that. All comes down to listening to what is within and also trusting what comes from within. That is the reason why I named my podcast Back to Here. Back to Here is back to this present moment, back to the body, back to the self, back to the, you know, where we are in this moment. (laughs) I love it. The question I always ask everybody on the podcast episode, and literally I can keep talking to you for hours, <laughs> but the last question I always love asking everybody on this podcast is, because these are stories of like self-embrace, self-love, um, coming home to self, what does self-love mean to Griselda? Mm. It means knowing who I am knowing what I stand for, my values, knowing what I want, and never settling for anything less than that. I love and honor myself, my whole self, my desires, who I am, what I stand for, my values, enough to go for extraordinary and not settle for mediocre. Love it. That's so empowering. Mm. I'm feeling tingles all over my body. I love it. Oh, this has been such an amazing, like, juicy, juicy, juicy episode. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to share this with everybody. And uh, we've talked about some things that I, I brought you in for that reason because I wanted you to talk about the things that people just don't talk about. But it all relates. It all relates. So thank you so much, Griselda, for being here amazing connecting with you as always can't wait to see you again very very soon Um, but thank you for sharing your heart and your experience with us thank you for having me yeah bye everybody thank you so much for tuning in we will see you next time on back to here with sarita hey love thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode if you adored what you heard It would mean the world to me if you took a moment to leave a review on the platform you are listening to this episode on. By doing this, you are helping my mission to impact other women with their healing journeys. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure to connect with me at Sarita Wellness to get your weekly dose of inspiration. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode, but in the meantime, keep being the amazing you that you are.